Yeah, so recognisable, Sydney's 2CH. 50-year anniversary celebration, a series of concerts in this great land, Australia. And on Saturday, St Patrick's Day, he'll be at the Sydney State Theatre. None other than Gilbert O'Sullivan, and I'm very privileged to say he's in the studio. Gilbert, welcome to 2CH. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Nice to be here. Yeah, thank you. You've been here a couple of days, so you've enjoyed Sydney weather. That's a start. That's yeah. got to be a positive. Compared to the UK, absolutely. No yeah. I mean, so many of your songs are so infectious and so much a hit. We've had Claire, we've got What's in a Kiss, Ooh, Whack a Do, That One Get Down, uh, Alone Again Naturally, Ooh Baby, etc., etc., covering so many years. The thing I admire and marvel about you is the way you reinvent yourself with the different albums that come out and the different Mm. songs that you recorded. Mm. Is that an intentional thing or is it just an accidental thing? No, it's all to do with the writing. I mean, the the reason I'm here, the reason I talk to you is because I'm still enjoying and loving the songwriting process. Everything is about the song. Without the songs, I wouldn't be an artist. Without the songs, I would not have had the success I've had. And that's the key to everything I do. No matter how you look, how you look is one thing, but it's, it's frivolous. It can... It mean nothing, but the songs can mean a lot if you really work at it. Mm. The, 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 the art of songwriting for me is, is is very special, and it's the one thing that keeps me going. It's the enthusiasm, the enthusiasm I have for it. I mean, I'm prepared. I've always taken the Brill Building philosophy of, of sitting in a room for five days a week, four weeks a month, however long it takes to write songs. Come up with a melody. If you've spent a week trying to come up with a melody and you don't, it's not a waste of time because you've practiced. Yeah, of course, of course. So whereas lyric writing, you have an empty notebook, you have no idea what the lyric is going to be about. That's fascinating. So therefore, for you, perhaps like even Irving Berlin, the melody comes first the and key. then the lyrics come yeah, it's, second. It's the key. It's the key. And, and a bit like the Berlin would write a melody and stick it in a trunk. White Christmas, for example, was written long before it was ever uh, released in the film. And he just had the melody, put it in a trunk. The thing about coming up with a good melody is don't write the lyrics. If you write the lyric, it'll be dated when you come back to it in a year or so. Sure. Time. But if it's a good melody, it'll survive however long. Paul McCartney wrote When I'm 64 when he was just 15 years of age. And, and so, it, 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 so it goes. So, so the thing about a good melody is it'll survive. So what I tend to do is when I'm writing is I'll, I look for the melodies, work hard to get the melodies, put them away. And then when it comes to making an album, I need 12 songs. You go back to those melodies. Then I will decide if it's going to be a Latin-inspired album, I'll pick the melodies that are Latin-inspired. If it's going to be just a, a normal pop album, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a fascinating process. Uh, even though I look 5,000 years older than you, I think we're pretty much the same vintage. And my experience with music when I was young was what we're on now, the radio. I mm. heard all those ah, great the, stars. It's the key. How influential was that for you? Everything. It, today, today it's the most. I bring my little transistor with me here. And the first thing I do when I'm in the hotel is, is check out the radio stations. So I'm aware now of many radio stations. But the key in, in, in the 50s as a young kid, it was Radio Luxembourg in England hearing popular music. Sure. The radio was the key to everything I've done, listening to the radio in bed, the cliche in bed with, under the pillow, <laughs> the, the little transistor radio I had. So that was always the key to the beginning of, of my love of music. Okay. And, I, and, and I think what made me different to most people who listen was the fact that it, it, it's, it was all like a drip. It was, it, the connection I had with music meant that it was more than just listening. It mm-hmm. allowed me to eventually be able to write songs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I know, correct me if I'm wrong, that your first foray into music was as a drummer yeah. in a band that some guy called Rick Davies who ended up going into Supertramp form. How, how did, 
How did you get involved in that? What, what drummer? I, I, I've seen you playing the piano. I've not seen you playing the drums. Well, because the catalyst for everybody at that age, 1962, were the Beatles. Before the Beatles, you had Cliff Richard and the Shadows. Yes. We liked them, but we didn't feel that we could be one of them. Suddenly, the Beatles come along. They're young. They're different. They look different, which was the reason that I wanted to look different. They wrote their own songs. They didn't read music. So we identified with them. Suddenly, overnight, you had thousands of kids in England wanting to join a band. Mm-hmm. So I then joined a band, formed a school band, played the drums, and then moved on to a youth club band called The Prefects. And then Rick Davis, who, who's, because we were at art school, he was at art school before me, we met up. Rick's a, the unique thing about Rick Davis is he's a, just an incredible musician, incredible musician. So therefore, Rick played the keyboard. I, he's a better drummer than anybody. I mean, he's an absolutely brilliant drummer. But he played the keyboard in the band, and we were called Rick's Blues. We were kind of like semi-pro. So I wrote the commercial songs, and Rick wrote the kind of jazzier things. But we were playing stuff that was, for example, I would bring Rick up a copy of the Beatles singing Roll Over Beethoven, and, and Rick would say, oh, you know, listen to the original. So he had all the original stuff. So it was that kind of relationship, fantastic and stuff. But what happened was that we could have turned professional, but the, um, the two guys, the bass and the guitar player, they were on apprenticeships. Right. So they were a bit worried about leaving their jobs. Uh, so Rick went off to form Superdrive, and I went off to form me. <laughs> I think you made the right decision, actually. You don't, I don't think you're, fit, you're a good fit for Supertramp. The other thing I admire about your music is that so many people pay homage to you by recording them and giving it their own style, a Michael mm. Bublé, Dinah Krall, mm. uh, uh, Neil Diamond, etc. Mm. And I watched an interview with you many m- months ago where you were telling the interviewee, er, that a Japanese band did a Black yeah, Sabbath yeah, version of Alone Again. Yeah, I love that it. must have I've I never heard it. it. It's 100 miles an hour. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh, Brings a smile to my face. It's the thing about when people say, do you like covers? How do you feel about people covering your song? I always feel it's a compliment to you as a writer. So yeah. even if it's not the kind of thing that you necessarily like, the fact that they've done it is a compliment to you. Yeah. I love the Japanese version. <laughs> Listening to this man, this man is an absolute genius in terms of the contribution he's made to music and the, and the great entertainment and the great joy he's be, brought people like you and me you've got to go and see him Gilbert O'Sullivan on Saturday the 17th of March he will be at the Sydney State Theatre which is the perfect venue for his kind of show Gilbert how long is the show and uh, you've obviously got enough songs to fill mm-hmm. however long it is how long is the show and what can we expect it's about two and a quarter two and a half hours okay. so we have an hour and then we have a 50 minute break 20 minute break right we come back on and that's it I mean the, the, the nice thing is that the, it's all my material but there is a Good contrast in songs, fast, slow, humorous, serious. Okay. I like to think there's a good combination of material there. All the well-known songs are performed, but it's also nice that I do get requests from people whose favorite album track. When I meet people after the show, they when are. I meet people after, they'll say. In fact, I can guarantee you, Gareth, that I haven't done a concert yet when I sign afterwards. There's some people say, you didn't play our favorite song. It never ceases to amaze me. After two and a half hours of playing something like 40 songs, that they're still, I mean, I like that. It's really nice that when I meet people and they tell me things like that, yeah. they'll say, we do a cover, we do a version of one of my songs in a reggae style, which is called Why, Oh, Why, Oh, Why, which is on the record is kind of slow, medium tempo. Yeah, sure. But it's kind of nice to do an occasional song that was successful in a different style. So it's interesting to hear people's reaction to that. It's, sometimes it's good. Sometimes people say, don't like the way you did that song and stuff. Well, I like all of your songs. Now, I, I mean, there are so many other things I'd like to talk about, but yeah, I know you've got other things to do. Gilbert O'Sullivan is at the Sydney State Theatre on Saturday, the 17th of March. Tickets are available now. Tatiana, Ticket Tech, Ticketmaster, how? Where? Where would we get them? Ticketmaster, go to Ticketmaster, make a booking. This is a show you will not 
Your favourite will be there. My favourite, Gilbert. Matrimony, I know. It's... Oh, you guessed me. All right. You did tell me that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a joy. Break a leg at the concert. Brilliant. Good Listen to this you. song. This wasn't a hit, but boy, is it good. Yeah.